Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Laguna Biatch, the podcast. This is your host, Kelly, or Laguna Biatch, whatever you want to call me, that's fine. And it's kind of an exciting week because, I mean, The Hills premieres Monday. I'm recording this on Sunday. So tomorrow night we have The Hills' new beginning. And what I'm going to do, I'm releasing this podcast a little bit early so I can talk about my predictions for the show. And what I'm probably going to do is... Monday night or probably Tuesday when I get home from work. I'm getting my hair cut after work. But after that, I'm going to record my podcast because usually if I do it right after a show, like very cavalier, I did it right after the season two premiere. And I don't remember one thing I said. I don't even know if I edited it. I don't know anything because my bedtime is like nine o'clock. So this is going to be past my bedtime and I'm just going to be tired after working all day Monday. Nobody likes Mondays anyway. So at the end of this episode, I am going to give my predictions for the show. Now I've heard a lot of spoilers. I did a spoiler post. I ended up deleting it because I don't know how on point it's going to be because back then when I posted it, it was supposed to be in April. So I'm not 100% sure if my sources were still correct or not because I went back and I mean, they like basically refilmed the whole series from what I've been told. That's what I've heard. That's what I've read on different sources that they only kept a few little things and then Brody and Spencer wouldn't film together and Stephanie and Spencer wouldn't film together, but they end up filming together. There is like a little clip in one of the random trailers that's been going around, but we'll talk about that at the end. Right now, we're going to talk about the Laguna episode I hate Valentine's Day. Don't we all? Don't we all hate Valentine's Day? I'm the friend who's always single, but I don't have an issue with Valentine's Day. I mean, if you want to spend a day with the person you love and go to dinner and buy flowers, like, that's cool. That's good for you. I'm not going to sit here and hate on you, but I am going to get all that 50% off chocolate the next day. Okay? Is that cool? Are we on the same page with that? I know some people are like, oh, Valentine's Day is stupid because... You should show your love every day. Like, yeah, hell yeah. But if you want like one specific day for love, go ahead and do it. So per usual, we have the girls. And this is actually easier because Alex M, Taylor, and Morgan S are not in this episode at all. So I'm not going to be like the group of girls. Well, I mean these girls. Well, I mean this group of girls, not that group of girls. So in this scene, it's just Alex H and Kristen. And they're talking about Valentine's Day dinner. And we find out that Steven actually asked Kristen to go to dinner with him. And Kristen says it's a date. And then Alex calls her a pimp. And then she quotes the 50 Cent song and says, hell yeah, I'm a P-I-M-P. Do you guys remember that song? P-I-M-P by 50 Cent. Or maybe it was G-Unit at the time. But I used to like sing that in sixth grade and think I was the shit. Or maybe I was older, I guess, if if they're quoting it, unless they're doing a little throwback. But maybe it came out a little later. Can somebody fact check when PIMP by 50 Cent came out, please? Thank you. Thank you. So then we have the opening. We're all coming clean. The first scene of the episode, other than that one, is Lo bringing her boyfriend Patrick to meet Elsie. Weird flex, since you know Elsie is very single. But Lo and Patrick, you know, they go into the kitchen, the wide open kitchen, and point out Lo's house, and Lo says... There's my house, that little speck, which is sad because we all then remember that we are all poor and Lauren lives in a castle or she lived in a castle. I know they sold the castle, which I assume is because all the kids moved out. I don't know. A lot of people ask why they sold it and I'm not in contact with the Conrads, so I'm not sure why they sold it. We find out that Lo and Patrick have been together for a few months making it Lowe's longest relationship, according to Elsie. Elsie calls her right out and she's like, is this your longest relationship? 
She kind of gives her a look and she's like, be quiet, I like this one. But Elsie admits she has no Valentine and then Lo asks about Steven and Elsie just says he never called me. You know, he just straight up never called me. I haven't talked to him, so I don't know what's going on. Because remember, Stephen coming to town is supposed to be a secret. Elsie is not supposed to know that Stephen is in Laguna, okay? Keep up, guys. Keep up. The next scene, we have Dieter and Stephen moment. We love Dieter and Stephen moments, don't we? Dieter asks Stephen what he's up to, and Stephen basically says he's going to dinner with Kristen, and it's strictly friendly. And then Dieter says his Valentine's date is strictly sexy. And then, you know, they dap each other up. Dab? dap I think it's dap they dap each other up and then they go on their way and all we know is that Dieter has a sexy Valentine's date and Steven is aware that him and Kristen are just friends then we have a girls getting ready moment which we all love they're all getting ready in the bathroom and Alex H you know I relate to Alex H a lot which I've said a lot you know I always mention it but well all your friends are like getting ready and complaining about dates and you're kind of like sitting there with your pet like hey I am also dateless so can you guys be a little bit nicer (laughs) but Alex H is just talking shit while everyone gets ready and even admits she feels like a loser but you know what at least she has Billy Billy's a great dog to her in this season too and she actually says you guys are complaining you hate Valentine's Day but at least you have something to do Jessica like quickly pops her head out of the bathroom she's like I just spent a hundred dollars on cookies and candles and that's because Jessica Candles are stupid expensive, and that is something we all know to be true. Even Alex is like, yeah, because candles are expensive, and Kristen's like, you never do that for me. But then a great scene comes along, and it's Alex H. (laughs) laying on the bed, and she goes, Jessica, Jason's calling you. I'm not even kidding. And then Jessica pops her head out, and she goes, just kidding. I'm bored. And Jessica goes, you stupid bitch. I was so excited because he never calls me. And as you know, that is the running theme of the beginning of season two. Jason never calls Jessica, and Jessica cannot handle it. To be fair, I'd be pretty pissed off if the person I was dating didn't call me either. So Steven picks up some flowers and then picks up Kristen, and they get into his car, and it's not the white Jeep, or not the white truck. It's like a four-door. I don't know what it is. It looks like an SUV of some sort. But they're heading to dinner, and Kristen and Steven start talking about last year's winter formal, not the episode before this winter formal, the year before when I kind of talked about why they didn't film there and everything. But Steven says they had fun, and Kristen's like, we didn't have fun. And Steven just kind of gets quiet and goes, what do we do after? And Kristen's response is this. I paused it so I could copy it word for word. So I did like one line, pause, but she said, well, I don't know. You were grabbing Lauren's ass the whole night and fucking her, basically. And then she does like this evil little laugh. And Steven just stays quiet. He doesn't say anything. He just kind of rolls his eyes and shakes his head. So it kind of goes in between Kristen and Steven and then Jessica and Jason. And Jessica's setting up her living room with her friend, Courtney. And it's a shit ton of candles, which is a fire hazard. And I'd be killed because some of those candles didn't have like glass around it. So you could tell there would just be wax everywhere. And if my mom came home to that, she'd be like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? My mom's also like loves candles, so I wouldn't be allowed to touch them. But there are candles everywhere and she keeps saying how nervous she is. And Courtney's like, don't be nervous. This is your boyfriend. Flash to Kristen and Steven or Zoom. I don't know if it's flat. I don't know. Then we go to. (laughs) I'll go with then we go to Kristen and Steven. And Kristen asks if he's been dating anyone. He goes, "Mm, nope. Are you lying? Mm, Nope. And that's exactly how the conversation goes. It's very riveting. Their food comes out and Kristen ends up feeding Steven a piece of her lobster. And I don't know if maybe season two, Steven saw, well, he saw Steven 
in season one eating and was like, fuck, I do eat like a monster because he chews with his mouth closed. And I'm very proud of him. And Kristen says she's glad it's not like weird between them. And he agrees. You know, he's glad that they aren't going through a weird patch anymore or anything like that. Back to Jason and Jessica. Jason shows up and he's wearing the same Cody wore to pick up Lauren on their date. That's something I noticed. He also has a lot of hair gel in his hair, like more than usual. And it looks a little more highlighted. Always exciting for guy lights. Do you guys notice that Ronnie from Jersey Shore now guy lights his hair? It's like, homie, it's 2019. It's not 2004 anymore. You have a lot of issues, Ronnie. And bleaching your hair is not going to (laughs) help. All right, back to Laguna. So Jason shows up and he calls Jessica Dearest, which I thought was different. That's a that's a different kind of nickname. I've never really heard a guy call a girl Dearest unless it's like in a 50s movie or something. So he tells her that all the restaurant had was chicken. That's all I could bring was a chicken dinner. And she's like, that's fine. So they sit down on the floor of her living room and he goes and gets them forks and they both just sit down. And then we go back to Kristen and Steven. And they're just kind of talking again about how it's nice to be friends. And Steven asks, will you be my Valentine? And Kristen does this face. Well, she's like, well, I fucking guess I will be. But she doesn't say it out loud. She doesn't answer. She just like rolls her eyes and like she's kind of like, why would you put me on the spot right now? Which is funny. It was a good, I mean, Kristen has like the best facial expressions and there aren't as many gifts of it. That's why all my gifts are like Lauren because Lauren has a ton. But Kristen does, you know, she, she gives that side eye. You can tell it's great. Back to our favorite messy couple, Jason and Jess. Jason asks, where are your parentals? Do you guys remember that like in middle school or even I guess, well, for me, it was middle school. I don't know about high school, but like, are your parentals home? It's just so weird. Like, to think that I said parentals on a day-to-day basis. Usually through AIM though. So I don't know if it's that as bad. It's probably worse if I'm typing out parentals rather than like where are your rents? Are your rents home? I guess rents became something too. But Jessica says, mi madre is upstairs. Jessica then says, you know, she can tell Jason's dad hates her. And Jason breaks the news that she's actually the bad influence, not him. In that he shouldn't be with her. That's what his parents told him, apparently. But I don't know if I fully believe it. We also don't see like a wild side of Jess at all. Like the whole time you're watching, you can tell that Jason's clearly fucked up. But I can't, I guess there are like moments of Jessica drinking, like her taking shots in the backseat of a car. But other than that, I feel like Jessica's like pretty good other than being whiny. Which she admitted to. She was like, I wish I wasn't so annoying. But I was like, "Mm, we're all in high school at some point. We're all really annoying in high school. Jess is a bad influence for Jason. His parents said they should break up. So that's the end of that scene. The next scene is Jessica, Kristen, and Alex, and they're catching up on their nights. And Kristen says that her and Steven are friends, but Steven thinks they're more, and she's, like, frustrated by that. She gets really annoyed that she's made it clear they're not together, but Steven's still like, whatever, we're together. And then Jessica says it's so awkward between her and Jason. And then Kristen comes with the quote, I have no sympathy for you because you let it happen to yourself. And I think we've all felt that way with friends. I don't know if I've ever come out and said it, but I know I've definitely felt that way. I just wasn't as bold as Kristen. But there have been moments where I'm like, stop fucking complaining then. Like change something. You can't just continue to complain. And I also give that advice to myself a lot. (laughs) I need to hear it a lot. We all need to be reminded that like, a lot of times you're in situations that you can change yourself. So keep that in mind. That is my advice for the podcast. So after Jessica kind of like hushes Kristen off, we see Elsie with her random friend who went to Mexico. I cannot remember her name. I think it's Caitlin. I don't know if it's Caitlin. We're going to call her Caitlin again. (laughs) 
<laughs> random friend who went to Mexico is with her and she's like packing up a bag or something. And Elsie openly says she hates Valentine's Day because it reminds her that she's single. And then she's quickly like, but you shouldn't need a holiday to remind someone that you're important to them. Which is a very Elsie thing to say so she doesn't sound as bitter that she's single. Which is funny now because like on Valentine's Day now she's like love Valentine's Day favorite holiday buy my red dress wear red lipstick use this ingredients to make cupcakes and cookies that will make your man fall to his knees for you. Something like that. I don't know if it's exactly that caption but it's close. So then Playa, Mr. Playa himself, Stephen, brings Elsie some chocolates and flowers and he surprises her. So he walks up to the door and like puts his finger to his mouth to tell Jim to not ruin the surprise. And so Jim walks over to the house intercom because of course that mansion needs an intercom and says he just got out of the shower. (laughs) I wish, right? (laughs) He says he just got out of the shower. So she has to get the door. And so she runs up to the door and she sees Steven and starts like screaming and squealing and going crazy. And Stephen walks in and hugs her and she's like hyperventilating as Stephen continues to hug her and then messes with her hair as he does to every fucking girl in the world. And Stephen says he didn't do anything last night. So he's a dirty little liar, as we know. So they just kind of talk and Stephen's like, I have to leave because I'm leaving in an hour, basically. He just came down for the night. And Jim walks around the corner and he goes, oh, he got you candy too? That means I love you. Now, I don't know where the quote from the hills comes from where it says, flowers mean I'm sorry and chocolate means I love you. Because I thought he said that whole quote in that scene and he doesn't. He doesn't say the whole thing. So I was like kind of confused because I'm like, well... I guess we just assumed we knew it. So next scene, Jessica is standing out on her balcony and gets a mean call from Jason, but it's definitely a reenacted scene because of how well Jessica keeps herself composed. And there's some professional lighting. Like you can tell they had lights set up all around her balcony because it was a night shoot. And she agrees on being friends with Jason. And we know like that phone call for her must have been so heart wrenching. So there's no doubt to me that producers were just on the other end of that phone call and she had to reenact it, which is so sad, like having to reenact that moment of heartbreak. That's rough. The next scene, we have Jason and Cedric hanging out at Wahoo Tacos, which I highly recommend if you go to Laguna. I don't really know like how to order tacos, I guess. So I just like looked up. I'm like, um, for the chicken ones. And it was good. It was good. I'm glad I ordered it. But they're sitting there and Jason admits to breaking up with Jessica over the phone. And then we have like a really dark comment come from Cedric. And this is just a heads up. It is a dark comment. It's a sensitive subject. So I just kind of want to do like a little PSA about that. He said, I thought she's going to kill herself. If you had done it a month ago, she probably would have. Yikes. That is a big thing to say. So that's why I kind of did the PSA thing before it, because a lot of people know a lot of people who struggle with stuff like that. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there before I said that. Even reading it, it kind of makes me like, ugh, like I don't like the way it makes me feel. But Jason said that, you know, she expected it and he has to go to her house to pick up his stuff. And we know that that's going to end badly. Like even if you hadn't seen the episode before, like even if this is your first time watching the episode, you're like, oh no, something bad is about to happen. Now this moment coming up is really hard because I feel like we've all been Jess or felt this sad over someone we loved, you know, someone you've been in a relationship with. Even four years later when I see my ex, it's hard to like be happy or like even pretend to be happy to see him because we ended on really bad terms and he was like my first everything. So there you go. My, my stepmom sometimes listens to the podcast, so there you go for that, Karen. <laughs> 
But, you know, he's my first everything, my first boyfriend, my first whatever. It's hard for me to even act happy when I see him. You know, he'll come up to me and be like, it's good to see you. And I'm like, can't say the same. I'm sorry. Or usually it's we hug it out for one second. Then I'm like, fuck, why'd I do that? And I walk away. And I don't like sob or anything like that. I did two years ago, night before Thanksgiving, because I was very drunk. But I'm like, yeah, it's still not like a great feeling to see your ex. You kind of learn how to deal with it, but it's still such a shitty feeling. So having to see them like right after you break up, yikes, it's it, it's tough. You just kind of learn how to deal with it, I guess. I haven't gotten there with my ex because I don't see him enough. But when I do see him, I'm always like, fuck. But Kristen's with Jess and is kind of prepping her for Jason. So Jessica sees his car pulling up and she stands up and then like sits down quickly. And Kristen's with the line, great, now we just saw you peeking over, you dumbass. Like, that's funny. I love that they call each other dumbass and like idiot and stuff. Like, that's funny to me. And that's how I joke with my friends. That's kind of how we go back and forth. So I appreciate it. But right when Jason walks in, Kristen walks out and tells her to call her later. And Jason starts like laughing. It's probably like a nervous laugh. But Jessica tells him she doesn't find this funny. And Jason apologized for treating her like shit. And her response to that is, it's okay. I probably deserved it. Jess, don't do that. Like, damn, don't do that, please. But Jessica asks if they can be friends and Jason says no. And then behind these hazel eyes starts playing. So you know it's about to be a moment. If there is a good soundtrack, you know there's going to be some tears and we're ready. So Jason ends up leaving. And this was actually the moment I can remember watching this live, you know, freshman year high school. I can remember liking Kristen after this moment because Jessica calls her and Kristen's like, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And she just walks right into the house and like hugs her best friend. And in that moment, I'm like, okay, Kristen's not all bad. Like she actually does give a shit about other people in her life, not just herself. And of course, she probably wasn't far. Production probably told told her to stay close but still it's a really sweet moment Jessica's like you know I don't even know why I'm crying right now and it's probably because he said we're never going to be friends again and she keeps blaming herself and she kind of drops a bomb because you find out they've only been dating for two months which I guess is like six months in high school years but it's kind of like damn this was only two months oh shit but I mean if they have been like best friends Before that, obviously, it's a lot tougher. And Kristen promises that eventually they'll be friends. And as we know, later in the season, some stuff happens that proves that they are still a little bit more than friends. So that's the episode. Wrap that up in a nice little bow. (laughs) It's a good one. I think Valentine's Day is overlooked a lot. It's a good episode. And like I said, that scene with Kristen was like the moment I actually started to like Kristen because I was all team LC. Rewatching it, I'm like team, I guess both more so. But I think Kristen's really funny. It must not have been easy playing the villain for so long, but she definitely cashed in on that check. And now, you know, she's executive producer of her own show. So she can kind of look however she wants. Okay, so my predictions for The Hills. I know a lot of the spoilers that were supposed to happen. I don't know if they're still going to happen, but I think it's confirmed that it will be like Vanderpump Rules with the confessionals. It's going to be an hour long. And what I think is going to happen is that they're going to push Misha on us really, really hard in the beginning. But I think by like mid-season, she's going to fade out. That's just kind of how I feel about it. I don't know if I'm right or not. I just think they've played her up so much, but she wasn't great TV. So they're kind of like over it. I'm assuming that Spencer and Brody get into some kind of fight that hopefully we'll get to see. I just think it's really bizarre that we haven't seen like any new clips from the show other than Audrina and Justin Bobby. 
which is the most played out storyline on the planet. And then we recently were given a clip of Stephanie going, you're my family. And Spencer going, you're not my family, which again is a played out storyline. You know, we've seen this. We've already seen this before. Why do we want to watch that again? And I guess that I did have some high hopes for it. I kind of don't think it's going to be a great reboot but I could picture it already being picked up for season two because there has been a lot of hype about it but I don't think people are gonna love it another clip that came out was Frankie being like the whole gang's here which is more than he said in the four seasons that he was on the hills Danny Pellegrino put out a tweet that was like how dare they introduce us to Misha Barton and not Frankie Delgado who wasn't even miked when he was on the hills before but I don't know I feel like it's been too mysterious but not in a good way if that makes sense I'm of course going to watch it and I know I've been salty towards it, but I was hoping it would be good. I just, how are you going to remake a show that you already told us was fake? I guess we just have to accept it's fake. And I get that there's like fakeness to all reality TV, even Laguna. There was fakeness to it. Obviously production made things happen. I'm just curious to see how it's going to go. I think that what's going to happen, this is kind of what I've been thinking. Obviously Justin, Bobby and Audrina are not a couple. They're not going to get together maybe they share a kiss early in the season but I think he ends up kind of flirting with Stephanie and that causes a rift between Audrina and Stephanie one thing I hope they keep in is Brody's like wildfire experience because I know his house was like surrounded by the wildfires so I'd be really interested to see that see how he helped the community I'm gonna assume he helped the community I don't know but I think that would be interesting to see and then I don't know about Jason because I expected him to be in opening credits and judging by his comments it seems like he was expecting to be in the opening credits too so I don't know if he just didn't bring enough drama to the table which sucks But I'm interested to see his, you know, road to recovery and him talking about recovery. And I guess on the Pratt cast, he talked about it a lot, which I definitely want to listen to. I haven't listened to it yet. And for everybody asking, I still haven't listened to Lauren Conrad's podcast. I'm very sorry. I've been busy. (laughs) But I am curious to see his storyline as well, because I think Jason's probably my favorite on the cast. But I can't imagine it being great. I think if it was, they'd be putting out way better promos than they've been doing. To me, it feels like MTV has already given up on this reboot, which sucks because they got us so hyped up for it. But yeah, that's it. It's a podcast for Laguna this week. And like I said, you'll have a podcast either Tuesday night or Wednesday morning about the hills because I want to process it a little bit before I write about it. And yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening.